0: I've got my window open. I hope you don't mind.
1: I hope we fucking jump out. Jesus. save me a lot
0: of bother that will. What do you mean? How? Uh, tell me how that would save you bother. <laughs> because you've been dead. Yeah, but how would that actually save you bother?
1: <laughs> Yo, none of this. Oh, come on, do the podcast, Simon. You know, you need to do the podcast. Let me just be unemployed and do nothing all day. forever. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I just thought that I might be able to keep you from suicide by giving your life some meaning. This is
1: this is the, literally the only thing at the moment. This, this is all you
0: got going for you. Yeah. And you want me to die.
1: See, in between the shows, I'm like a dog that's at home while its owner is at work. That's what I'm like. I'm waiting for the next show. It's true. It's like a walk.
0: It's, it's true. Like you you came to visit me once when I lived in Oxford and uh, you rolled up in your car and he um, just... Died because of the heat because you couldn't get out like a dog. <laughs> Just sat there panting. It's like, should we break a window? Probably not. Mm. He looks like he wants to go.
1: I've got something to tell you about heat, so let's start the show.
2: Okay. Nah, no, I'm a Jaden, FBI. Victor Goddamn Sullivan. Look at the wind. Solid Snake. Commander Shepard. Morton Solace. You're listening to PlayStation. 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 PlayStation Radio. Radio. Radio UK. This is is PlayStation Radio UK. <sighs>
1: is ninety-seven point one FM. You're listening to PlayStation Radio UK. It is five o'clock on a Saturday. It's not. It's um, four o'clock on none of that um, was on right a, on a Monday.
0: That's not right either. It's, it's twenty to four.
1: Oh, fine. And it's um twenty Celsius in Edinburgh, and mm. it's um twenty-five. You said in twenty-five London. degrees in
0: London. That's hot. It is very hot. hot. I'm wearing Simon. shorts. I'm Simon. That's Ben. Doesn't matter who you are. Oh, I'm sorry. Doesn't matter who I am. <laughs> I'm wearing my shorts I've got a cider and my window's open and I hope it's not too loud hey look at me and look at you both unemployed yeah well technically for
1: you technically not as, not as scary for you
0: yeah I've got everything sorted
1: I'll be signing on soon you should do and if HM Revenue and Customs are listening I'll be freelancing and not declaring <laughs> you fucking guns.
0: <laughs> that's what I did with um, that's what I did with what culture. is it? yeah yeah. got paid the full amount come on I'm not giving you a cut of 70
2: quid
1: Fuck <laughs> that reminds me though I need to phone them they've got like over a thousand pounds of mine and I do really? not earn anywhere near the threshold to be to paying that to them
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like to use uh, HMRC as my own personal savings account
1: yeah uh, yeah. Every so I again. just
0: know just compounding interest there <laughs> paying in a little bit every month <laughs> and oh it's nice Christmas, Christmas time bonus. better yeah. get all that money
2: <laughs> exactly yeah
0: exactly and that's a bank that won't fail maybe
2: yeah it. oh
0: fuck off
1: so um yeah so it is hot i i didn't believe you because it was it wasn't as warm here in the morning and i did this thing i don't know if i don't know if it's something that other people do i've got a lot of t-shirts that you get free over the years that i just i'll keep them because it's nice to have a t-shirt
0: Sure, I love having sh- shirts And in
1: Scotland and the UK in general, most of the time you'll get away with wearing a jumper. So yeah. I can wear a shit embarrassing t-shirt and a nice jumper, and no one knows. Right. It just means I've got more t-shirts. That is my sort of. That's what I do. So I've you got, got.
0: You still got your faintly uh, Third Reich-esque Wolfenstein shirt. I do, and
1: that's what that's like a perfect example of a t-shirt that only goes on under a jumper. <laughs> now, that's
0: an undershirt.
1: Today I was wearing another one of those. It was another free jumper that I got with Uncharted Three, I think. Right. And it has like an embarrassing sort of necktie thing printed on the top of the t-shirt. What? Like it's a shaman, like, like like, his, a, like oh. what he wears when he was in the desert in Uncharted 3.
2: Oh, well,
0: that is embarrassing. But it's
1: yeah. printed onto the top as if it's a real one.
0: Oh, shit, that'll fool everyone.
1: Um, I know, yeah, dumb. So I wasn't going to wear that in public, mm. but I left the house wearing a wool jumper.
0: Okay.
1: And as it got hotter and hotter...
0: You had to take it off
1: i didn't i was i just did a lot i
0: cannot i cannot handle people seeing my pretend scarf you know what you should have done (laughs) and i i don't know if this would have somehow been worse but you know how um golf players will take off their jumper and they'll tie it around their neck over their shoulders like like carlton from
1: fresh prince yes
0: you should have done that That that's a good idea that
1: that would have had in it
0: yeah that's what i'm thinking
1: yeah but then I'd look even, you know. Or I'd you could fit have done in. it
0: back to front and it would have looked like you had a big bib on.
1: Yeah. I'd fit in because I've moved in with my girlfriend to Kirkliston, which is next to Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, so now we both live in England. What? And this is a joke that people from the West Coast will get.
0: Of Scotland, the West Coast of Scotland. Yeah, of Scotland, it. yeah. It's a localised joke. <laughs> Thank you for having this fail to <laughs> <laughs> be understood by 50% <laughs> of this podcast <laughs> hosting team. Yeah.
1: And and more, the, more than 50% of the listeners.
0: Yeah, easily, probably. Yeah.
1: So, other than that, I've not really been up to much. I've got a little job interview on Friday. Yeah. As usual, if you don't hear about that again, it's because I didn't get the job.
0: Yeah, unless it's with MI5, in which case... Yeah. You shouldn't be saying that at all. <laughs>
1: I would not pass a background check for, for MI5.
0: <laughs> you know, most people... Because... And I'm sure a lot of people, because this is the point I'm about to make, I'm sure a lot of people listening have applied for a job with MI5. Um, Because it's just something that you think to yourself. At at some point in your life, you think, I should be a spy.
1: (laughs) Everyone's Um, at least done the tests on their website.
0: Well, exactly. So you go to their website, you look at their job application process. And when you sign up, it says, regardless of whether or not you get through, you, you cannot talk to anyone about the fact that you have applied to be a part of MI5. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to do that because, like, I'm going to be the best spy ever. Me? And so, you do the tests. I did the tests, and I got through to the the, the second or third round. Okay. Of the job application process, and then I was told, ah, uh, no thanks. Because I think they asked me loads of information about where I'd been on holiday or where I'd been abroad in the past ten years. So I can't fucking remember the exact dates. <laughs> you're like and hey, the exact places. Um,
1: what was it called? Pontins, um, <laughs> Pontins,
0: Pontins, has seceded from the UK. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't remember where I've been, and and I think because a lot of people have thought, you know what, I'm I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to apply to be part of MI5. Yeah. When I've spoken to people about it before, a surprising amount of people have said, "Oh yeah, I I apply to be a part of that." So it seems that as soon as you fail to get through, which everyone seems to to do, I don't know how they're employing people. Um, people just don't give a fuck about the NDA they signed <laughs> when they started applying. Have you Have you applied?
1: I've not. I was meaning to though.
0: You should. You should give yeah. it a go and then tell me all about it.
1: I'm not. I'm not usually good at those kind of like online tests though. Even for easy, even for like normal jobs for normal people, and cause stuff like really BBC ones, they're they're pretty intensive. The new- Numerical tests and all that kind of stuff, literacy tests and all this. It's like, they don't do much of that. Reading passages, do they not do any of that?
0: The first couple of rounds are background check stuff. And then I, th- I seem to remember being presented with some passages I had to analyze to get some information out of. Hmm. But it was just really boring. It yeah. wasn't anything interesting. It's just something that it just, it's difficult to stay motivated and to give a shit if you're not under examination rules and you're not in a room with people looking over your shoulder, you know? Yes. If you're yeah. doing it from home, you're just like, oh, I just can't be... You know, I'm just going to close this tab and go and watch cat videos. That I might just be why they tell them this. sometimes. It's certainly the reason I didn't get through. <laughs> watching cat videos
1: instead. They probably looked... They were like, oh, let's hack this guy, see what see what he was browsing at the same time as doing this. Oh, he was just watching cat videos.
0: It took him five days cats. to
1: complete... <laughs>
0: A small group of kittens dressed as a mariachi band. Mm. That's what I was watching.
1: Shall we continue with the games? Or have you got other. Th- oh, you do, don't you? you something yeah, something else.
0: Yeah, see, see, see what you nearly did there? Yeah. Like, just talks. Old Scornton talks about himself and then just wants to get out. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, so unsurprisingly, Simon, there is a fair bit going on because I'm moving up to Newcastle. Yeah, that's true. So I've got a flat. That's all sorted. I'm going to move in in a couple of weeks' time. I've now finished in the games industry. It was a pleasure. You don't and a know. Delight. That, do you? What?
1: You don't know that you're finished for good. Well, for now. Yeah. That's
0: what I meant. As in, I wrapped up my job last Thursday. Yeah. And um, the producer came to stay this weekend.
1: Yes, for the Star Wars
0: celebration. Star Wars celebration was in London this year. This is their official con. Didn't like it, really.
1: Lots of people in costume, I guess.
0: There were. There were lots of. Uh, Darth... Darthabetes. <laughs>
1: That's quick clever.
0: And, uh, I mean, I, I I, believe anyone should be allowed to dress up as whoever they like, but it, there is... There, I would be lying if I said there wasn't a slight element of comedy to seeing someone who's 23 stone wearing Sith robes.
1: You know what you should have said? What? You should have went straight up to them all, and you should have filmed yourself doing this, and you should have said, but you had to use the force to get into that costume...
0: Oh, uh, you should have said that. But actually, those ropes look comfortable as fuck. They're, yeah, they're, to they're, be honest, it's probably cool. all
1: that fits them. <laughs> they probably don't have much else.
0: <laughs> this is a curtain. <laughs> um, basically, it's it, it was smaller than EGX at the NEC. Mm-hmm. And it was at the Excel Center in London, which is a bigger venue, I think, maybe. It's fucking huge, anyway. And it was like... I I was talking to Andy about it, and I was saying it's it's like a car boot sale. This because there were a few things that you could go and do, like take your photos in front of things. They had they had a big Rogue One uh, display up where you could see some of the costumes and things that were used um, in the film, or they're going to be used. So that was that was really cool. They should have Um, had a
1: lot. I mean, maybe they can't use some of it because well, I I think they just finished filming the second film of the new trilogy. But, you know, it's getting filmed and going so surely they would have a lot for, you know, they could have a whole museum, couldn't
0: they? I do, yeah, they, they could have easily done that. Obviously, there's a lot of panels. If you want to pay 170 quid to get an autograph with Mark Hamill, you can do that. Um, but 99% of the stuff there was people just selling shit. Mm-hmm. And each stand had at least five items in common with each other, and all the prices were very expensive, and it was just... We we had a three day pass, right? We bought a ticket for for all three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We went at uh, about two or three p.m. on the Friday, and we didn't go back on the Saturday or Sunday. Wow, we didn't need to. But there there was um, as I said, there there were a couple of cool things there. There was a VR thing that was meant to be really exciting, but you had to show up at like eight a.m. when the doors opened to be able to reserve a place to actually do it. Um, again with the panels you have to queue up for ages because i mean there are nerds and then there are star wars nerds right people who queue up the night before or days in yeah. advance in order to get into panels and stuff I fuck doing that you know i like star wars i really like star wars but i i got, I got shit to be doing man i got yeah. better shit to be doing than that. i'd rather sit at home and platinum a shit game than stand in a queue all day
1: I, I, that's the thing i didn't like about egx as well because it's got a lot bigger. And I'm just not willing to queue more than half an hour to play a game for a couple of minutes. It's
0: just Your time is money, isn't it? Yeah. You've got loads of stuff to do, haven't you? Exactly. All that, yeah. all that stuff you've got Well, going no, on.
1: I'd just rather, if I'm in London, I'd rather do something exciting. Or Birmingham. Yeah. You know, with you yeah. guys down there. I'd rather not stand in a queue.
0: Yeah, so that's that's what we did in the end. I ended up buying a um, a, a Pop, a Funko thingy. You know, the bobblehead things? Yeah, you've got a few of them. Uh, This one was, uh, that there were two that were exclusive to Star Wars Celebration. Mm -hmm. So I got one of those. What two were they? uh, There's Luke Skywalker with his hand cut off. And some bounty hunter thing from, I think it's from Rogue One, I'm not sure.
1: Couldn't you just get Luke Skywalker and chop his hand off?
0: You could do, but it doesn't have a little sticker on a box that says, Exclusive Star Wars Celebration 2016. True. Uh, So that's that. I did, however, but I went there with the intention of buying a Stormtrooper helmet. I don't know why. I was, I was willing to spend a lot of money, basically. I just yeah. wanted something tangible that, that was cool. And so I had a look around. There was lots of cheap rip-offs and terrible plastic versions. And it seemed that most of them were available for about two or £300. Oh, shit. It was just a bit too much for me. Yeah. Um, one, of my, uh, one of my mates, though, that I used to work with called Jay, uh, his dad owns a speaker company. I think I'm not entirely sure what the company is, but basically they had a a stand there. So I bumped into him. I didn't know he was going to be there. So that was cool. Nice to see him. And what they did is they have a a Stormtrooper helmet, a C-3PO head and a Darth Vader helmet that are Bluetooth speakers. But they are made to such a high quality that they look like the real thing. So the unfortunately with the Stormtrooper helmet, I wasn't too keen on that one because it's shrunk down slightly. But the C-3PO head is to scale, really shiny. It comes on a little stand and everything. And then it just comes with the appropriate wires that you plug in and things. And I was talking to him about it. And I was saying, you know, I'm, I've been looking to buy a Stormtrooper helmet and everything's really expensive. And he said, well, people have been coming over here and buying the C-3PO head and not intending to use it as a speaker because it looks so good and mm-hmm. they had it on display there and it fucking did it looked really cool and the Darth Vader helmet unfortunately isn't available until December I think so I was thinking about it and then as soon as I left I thought oh, I actually really want to buy that I really want one of those so I sent him a text and we arranged to meet up the next day and and I ended up buying one of those C3PO heads okay uh, which is really really cool and you can actually get it I'm I'm going to plug the website cuz I think people should go and look at it yeah it's uh, AC worldwide dot cool that's c worldwide dot cool and they sell them there they're about 140 quid i got it slightly less because it was at the the con and i also sold him my pass for the third day so i got a little bit of money yeah. off there um but it was um it's really cool i'm gonna take some photos of it but i'm moving out next tuesday so in a week's time so i don't really want to unpack it and everything because i'm just gonna put it away again um but yeah, there we go. That was Star Wars celebration. If anyone That's else cool. was there, let us know what you thought of it. I wasn't. I wasn't blown away.
1: There was a thing, and it sounds like something you'd probably like more. Where uh, I don't know, maybe when the prequels came out, it was like uh-huh. a traveling Star Wars museum, oh. and it was amazing. It like took over a museum that in Edinburgh, I think it was. It was a long time ago. I can't really remember the the details. I, think I
0: remember you telling me about this.
1: But it was all the costumes. There was like exhibits talking about how things were made, how different sound effects were made. You mm. went into the museum. There was an X-wing hanging from the ceiling. Nice. It was just awesome, and and every time, like if it came back to the UK, even if it was down in London, I'd go to it again. It was that good. Yep. Um Hopefully, they do something like that after they finish the last film, because I know that Game of Thrones, in between seasons, they've got a museum in Northern I- Northern Ireland. Yes,
0: they have. Yeah, yeah. How
1: right. cool would it be to have, or or sort of like the Harry Potter one down in down south, mm-hmm. where they filmed that. How cool would it be to have a Star Wars one down there?
0: That would be really cool.
1: That would be awesome. Even if it was like a permanent fixture.
0: It would. I would go to that. Yeah, same. I would absolutely go to that. But anyway, that, that's enough of me talking shit. <laughs> let's let's talk about some games. Let's do it. So, in your ample time, have you been playing
1: anything? I played a couple of stuff. Let me first talk about the sale that's on just now.
0: Oh, yeah, the big one.
1: There's the Mega Deal sale, which is quite quite good. It's got a lot of the big new games, quite cheap.
0: you Are going to talk about Soma?
1: That's a different one. That's the digital deal, which is Uh different. The the Mega Deal one, the thing I got from that was the Metro games, Mm -hmm. which if you've, let's say you've finished with Fallout, you're getting to the end of that, and you want to play another post-apocalypse game, Metro, if you haven't heard of it, is set in the Soviet Union after a nuclear war, and everyone lives in the subway systems, and yep. um, they're born there, they die there, and the currency's ammunition is awesome, it's a fantastic game, it's such a really nice um, universe that you play in.
0: Yeah, just to clarify, it's, it's, it's an FPS rather yeah, than uh-huh. obviously an RPG four Yeah. Eyes.
1: There's a few RPG elements, like, with any first-person joke at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's more sort of linear, story-driven than than Fallout is. But um, it was only on PS3, and Last Light came out, and I, I ruined it because it came up, like, what kind of mode do you want to play it on? Yeah. And I chose one that meant that I didn't get any hints on the screen. I oh. didn't get any button hints or anything. Was that
0: Ranger mode or something? I'm
1: not sure, but the, the buttons were so difficult, it was, like, hold R2 and then push a face button to get your gas mask on Mm. and I'd keep forgetting them all and I just thought, oh fuck this, I don't want to start it again (laughs) and then the PS4 came out but um, you can now get both the original, which was never on PS3 and the sequel on PS4 for 5 quid Mm. for both of them that's a deal that you just can't pass up if you haven't
0: played them that's really good, I reviewed Last Light and Last Light was incredible
1: yeah, really good games and really different Yep. Um, the other deals are you can get Soma for like 4 quid again mm-hmm. that's an awesome game I've talked about it plenty before it's one
0: of your games of the year
1: it was yes um, I bought though because I've already got that so the ones I bought was Alien Nation yes um, that was going oh. for 8 quid I thought you know what that's a good deal um, good that's, couch um, co-op game
0: what are they called again I can't remember now um, Housemark.
1: yeah they did uh, was it them that did Resogun
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so they did Resogun they did Dead Nation and this is sort of like Dead Nation but I think they fixed a lot of the stuff and made it more fun, more playable, um, more yeah. progression throughout it and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm looking forward to playing that. I haven't started that one. I also got a game called CoLAT, which okay. is like a horror game, first-person walking horror game that came out a while back. And I started it up, it's based on these sort of group of kids that went missing in the Soviet Union in the 80s and it took them like three weeks to find them. Or maybe it was the 50s. Yeah, it was 50s. It took them like three weeks to find them. When they found them, the tent had been torn up from the inside and the bodies were scattered. Some of them had tried to climb trees and stuff. No one knows Shit. what they were running from to this day. So it's a bit of a mystery. And that's what the game is based on. And then it kind of just drops you, after that kind of preamble, it drops you into this little town and you just walk out into the woods and then you come across the, this like kind of some stone pillars and you, you just come across these notes.
0: Is it kind of walking simmy?
1: It is a bit, yeah, but it's also a bit like Firewatch but not done as well where you've only got a map and a compass mm-hmm. and on the map there is no dot that says where you are. So you have to really sort of pay attention to your surroundings to, to remember what path you're on. Okay. And that's not what the problem I've got with it because I think that was part of what they were going for because those kids got lost in the snow. It's sort of trying to make you feel the same way that they might have um, what I've got against it is it's not scary at all there's these sort of monsters that look like shadow men but they're walking about they leave like glowing orange footsteps and there's no none, none of that scary and you die over and over and you only go back to a checkpoint if you found something like a note so that's you can lose like 10 minutes of gameplay just because you didn't know there was a monster and it ran up and got you
0: that's annoying
1: then it's just so annoying and it's slow and I'm like oh you know what fuck this um, yeah, so I'm not going to play that again and I, I'm just looking for the next awesome horror game to play <laughs> um, I'm missing them at the moment but there's that n- sequel coming out soon isn't there the one that came sequel. out a while back sequel to what one of the PSN games that came out a while Outlast was it
0: Oh yeah, yeah, My last, last two. two's yeah. Coming, yeah.
1: So maybe that'll be the one that I'm looking forward to. Absolutely. I, I got something else as well, but I can't remember what it was. But good, yeah. good. I've played some Tropical as well. That game's still awesome. Still playing that. It's taking a long time to beat the the campaign.
0: Yeah.
1: And I started Doom online. Played multiplayer with George. Who's oh. a podcast listener. Um, I was worried about the multiplayer because I'd heard that you didn't have health pickups, you didn't have armor pickups and there was no weapon pickups mm. and that's what I loved about Doom the single player, is it goes back to that classic first person shooter yeah. um, and it's all about just playing fun and feeling like a badass and I heard that the multiplayer, it was outsourced to a different developing team I heard that it was kind of more like Call of Duty, more like the modern shooters mm. which was a shame I hadn't played it though, I started it up I couldn't play any of the games other than Team Deathmatch I don't know if that's because no one's playing, or because people only play Team Deathmatch. Um, but when I got on, the health was health pickups. If you get shot, your health is gone. Um, you've got armor pickups, and there's some weapon pickups. Some of like the, the more powerful weapons are pickups. And throughout the Team Deathmatch, there's also random demon pickups. And you can turn into a demon, which is sort of like, sort of like Singularity, except it's not two different teams you'll just end up with a demon on your team and they're really powerful. Whoever then kills that demon in the opposite team, if they kill it, becomes a demon as well. So it's kind of got that as well. It's a nice sort of um, change of pace when you're playing the team deathmatch. There is a few negative things. Basically, the way the weapons are handled is you get two weapons and you can choose what those are. So you could have like a super shotgun and um, a a plasma rifle kind Mm. of combo. The way that Doom used to work online is all the weapons, you'd start with, like, your pistol, and you just had to... I think it was the pistol, could have been the shotgun. You just had to find the weapons dotted around the map. You'd end up learning where they all were. I would like to have that as an optional game mode. I don't know why they didn't release that, because it meant that people would fight over the different weapons. People would fight over the rocket launcher and all that kind of stuff. And you'd end up having these sort of choke points. It's not really like that anymore. Um... I would also like it if the demon pickups were sort of, it took longer to pick it up because then that would then provide the choke point. People would fight over it. Mm -hmm. But the way it works is it says demon pickup is now in the map. And then it's like demon has been picked up. It's instant. People are just, the maps are small enough that people are just near them. Right. You never have long enough to fight over it. But the multiplayer is is a lot better than I thought it would be. I had a lot of fun on it. There's a lot lot of modern stuff as well like um, random... Upgrades that you get at the end of every level, you're always unlocking that kind of stuff. A lot of cosmetic items. Um, but it feels like a fair playing field right from the start, which is good. Um, so uh, so I recommend that. It's, it's fast becoming my game of the year, Doom. Wow. Which is saying something, considering Dark Souls 3 came out this year.
0: And Uncharted 4.
1: Yeah. Well, that, not mine, but yeah,
0: I see your point. Uh, what have you been playing? I have been playing a lot of Borderlands... So yeah, the far. handsome collection the handsome collection yeah so a couple of weeks ago I was at my uh, uh, my friend Ben's house and uh, Andy came down as well the producer and we, we played some oh actually we finished off Dark Souls 2 uh, Scholar of the First Sin. we played all the DLC so I've beaten all the bosses and done everything in the DLC now which how is... was the DLC? I don't know if you have ever talked about that uh, it was alright it was alright um, there was the. I don't know did you play any of them? no Okay, so the first one was sort of like a subterranean um, temple-type area, which was all right. And then the next one was a snowy area. Oh, no. Hang on. Yeah, it was a snowy area, which was had sort of like ancient furnaces in this old tower or something. Um, and finally, the last one was also a wintry sort of abandoned castle. I think I like that one the most. Mm-hmm where there were enemies that were invisible that you, you couldn't see. Um, I think you could hit them, or maybe you couldn't, I'm not sure, until you actually interact with interacted with something in the level. So there's a boss almost immediately that you can go and fight, but it's invisible okay. until you actually go through the level and, and interact with this object. I wonder if so anyone's ever beat it. Cool. You
1: know, people do that kind of challenge to themselves. I wonder if anyone's oh, beat yeah. that when it's on, when it's invisible.
0: Someone probably has, but it was this really fast sort of massive tiger thing mm. so it was very difficult to, if you can't see it, its attacks coming it's very difficult yeah. to predict um and it, i think i had quite an interesting optional area where you get into a coffin and it just slides off down a hill <laughs> and you get out of the coffin and visibility is one meter and this blizzard comes around and then sort of it's gone for for 10 seconds and then it's back for 20 Gone for 10 seconds, back for 20. And basically you have to... You're started facing this huge open area and you think, Oh God, where do I go? So you sprint around it and there's nothing there at all. You actually have to turn around and go up the hill. And you have to run between these sort of shelters, which are these castle-like structures. And uh, then there's a boss when you get right to the end of it. But these massive electric horses, horse things, can attack you if you move during the blizzard. So there's quite it's it's quite a departure. It was quite an interesting dynamic. That they, yeah, it sounds with like there.
1: they actually tried some some new stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't improve the the other irritations like trying to swing at something and just have your weapon bounce off the wall a thousand times. That's still very much an issue. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was all right. It was it was all right, and I'm glad I I can just tick that off and say I've done that because I have no intention of <laughs> playing that again now. Uh, but then we started Borderlands Two. And we're all big Borderlands fans, so it wasn't a case of learning how to play. We were just able to absolutely smash it. And by the end of the couple of days that I was there, we'd finished the game once and were most of the way through, or at least halfway through it again, and characters were five levels from the level cap. Um, Or at least level 50, I know they raised the level cap, so we were level 45 after a few days of playing. So absolutely smashing it. And then I brought it back here... Played it a little bit and tidied up a couple of the trophies, got the platinum in Borderlands 2 again, but on PS4 this time. <laughs> uh, but it, it wasn't so much of a challenge this time because we were, we obviously hit it so hard that a lot of the the difficult stuff in Borderlands 2 is time consuming. And we'd done most of it. So we'd done all the side missions, that kind of stuff. So we, we absolutely smashed that. Uh, then last weekend, my uh, my younger brother came up to stay. And we played Borderlands, the pre-sequel, which nice. I didn't get the platinum in on PS3, but uh, we we got through a fair chunk of that, and then obviously Andy was here uh, this weekend, just gone, and we played. We finished it off uh, together. And uh, and I think I'm going to try and get the, the platinum in that over the course of the next few days while I've got nothing on. So I can finally get that one off the list as well. Uh, but I have just started... Get Out of Hell, the PS Plus game.
1: Oh, Saints Row. yeah, the
0: Saints Row game, yeah. I mean, I, I tried to watch the... I watched the intro cinematic and then I skipped everything after it because it's kind of like Wolfenstein The Old Blood, which is very much an expansion to Wolfenstein The New Order, whereas this is very much an expansion to Saints Row 4, but they just decided to release it as its own game. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know who any of the characters are... It doesn't tell you who any of the characters are you just fucked like there's no, you're not gonna understand what's going on. Uh, but it dumps you into a into the city and it's it's hell basically but the same city that you played as uh, played in uh, Centro 4 and uh, you get wings so you can fly and you get this super sprint so you can sprint really really fast and you get these various powers and unlocks. there's really not much there in terms of story. It's quite fun to play. It's got you can play the entire thing in co-op, which is quite nice. But uh, Andy and I were just fucking around in it for an hour and a half yesterday, and we completed forty-five percent of it. <laughs> so it was. It's not too taxing a game. I am quite enjoying playing it through, and I am currently on a platinum run, as you might expect. Yes. But there we go. That's that's all I've done.
1: So just going back to Handsome Collection really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Does that have the original Borderlands?
0: Mm.
1: No. That's a bit of a shame.
0: <clears throat> yeah, because Randy Pitchford. Uh, to be fair, it's probably, it's probably not his fault. Oh. Randy Pitchford, the guy, the gearbox yeah. guy who lies about stuff. Um, yeah, it's a shame. I don't know why they didn't do that. To be perfectly honest, they weren't originally... I don't know why I said to be perfectly honest, but they, they weren't originally planning on having the pre-sequel in there.
1: So what was so it so going to be, just, just two?
0: Just two with all its DLC, and there is a lot of DLC in two, to be fair. Mm. Um, and uh, so they included the pre-sequel and they patched in the pre-sequel's DLC once it released on PS3 which was cool of them uh, so th- there is a huge amount of game there it's a shame they didn't put one in I don't know why they were asked at the time because I, I have looked this up and yeah. they said well if there's enough demand we could re-release it and oh was yeah like, well, That's, that was no, the plan all along I don't want that I want it as part of the collection that I bought
1: yeah but they'll have one called the Ultimate Handsome Collection, the <laughs> Handsomer Collection. They'll probably call it
0: the Gorgeous Collection. I understand why they didn't with that name anyway, because Handsome Jack isn't in Borderlands One, mm-hmm. so yeah. it, it does just refer to two and um, the pre sequel, the Claptrap
1: uh, Collection. Oh
0: God, he's the worst, isn't he? I love he's him. The worst.
1: I liked Cos- all that. You know the be- Cos- the Cos- highlight of Borderlands for me, and this is going to sound really dumb, but it was watching all those pre Borderlands trailers and mini web episodes that claptrap was in that was so fun right i wish the game had been more more of that
0: well claptrap's just just terrible that's and i think they've slowly (laughs) begun to accept that because the the dlc for the pre-sequel which andy and i played through yesterday is all about you you actually go into claptrap you get shrunk down you go into claptrap (laughs) um to 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 go and get something so you're sort of in his consciousness in a way so there's all sorts of various reflections it actually plays on some quite interesting ideas regarding mental illness okay. um because yeah, you, you find like his his hopes and his dreams and his um self-esteem and stuff like that so it's it's really quite interesting in that regard but the whole thing is basically just ragging on on claptrap and it explains why he's so into dubstep and all that you know that shit that you know he just makes he just beatboxes dubstep the whole time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, your your characters in the pre-sequel actually say stuff from time to time, which they didn't in Borderlands 2, which was weird. And constantly they're just putting him down and telling him to shut up and stuff. Especially after Tales from the Borderlands came out, uh, the Telltale series, where they introduced a couple of new robot characters who have a million times the charm and are... Uh, you know, infinitely more entertaining than Claptrap is in almost every way. Yep. Uh, so I think they know that they've got to put Claptrap in Borderlands Three because he's the, he's the poster boy, really. But he he is terrible.
1: Um, I wonder, I wonder if you're going to do anything for your YouTube channel. A <laughs> Borderlands YouTube channel you've got? No, no,
0: no. Too much effort. Okay, I want to, but you know. Ben and I don't live anywhere near each other, so... Yeah.
1: What's happening with the third Borderlands? That's what that was for, isn't it? I've not heard anything about that.
0: Um, I haven't either, but I'd be amazed if they're not developing it, and 2K will be breathing down Gearbox's necks after the... Presumably after the flop that was Battleborn.
1: And the pre-sequel. That didn't do very well, did it?
0: Uh, that wasn't developed by Gearbox, though. Ah, okay. Okay. Uh, that was 2K Australia, I think. It's, it was really good and I really liked it and it does improve on Borderlands 2 in a lot of ways but it was um, very much by-the-numbers Borderlands game. Yeah,
1: I just mean in terms of sales. I don't know if it was good or not. Yeah, sure I, d- it I don't know. It sell it well.
0: But even so, as part of the Handsome collection, I think that's done quite well. Yeah, true. On PS4. But there we go. That's that's everything.
1: Let's go to PSR Q&A.
2: Yeah. Do you want to be the show in some way, send us an email to fish and chips at PlayStationRadio.co.uk, follow us on Twitter at PS radio UK, or go to our Facebook page where we regularly ask for your feedback. It really is that easy.
0: And
2: leave us an iTunes review, you, you bastard. Listeners.
0: Yeah. First (laughs) up, uh, it's Martin Freeman.
1: Could you have guessed?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hi all. I have recently sent this to Andrex. Hello. I was wondering if you could please help me. I am currently working on a degree in the evolution of human behaviour and part of that degree is people's habits and social compliance. There are four steps on your packaging of the Andrex toilet paper. Step two instructs people to wipe from front to back. Can you please let me know how Andrex came to the outcome of this? There are split views as some people wipe back to front. Any help with this study would be greatly appreciated. I eagerly await your response. Yours sincerely, Martin Freeman. And he said, I will inform you if I get a response from them.
1: I hope this one wasn't sent from his work email. <laughs> I really hope.
0: Not again.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, did, did he get a response? Have we heard back yet?
0: Uh, maybe, maybe we just have to wait until the end of the emails
1: Okay, well the, f- the next email comes from John Kinaston otherwise known as Kenny with two N's 999 on PSN Slash and, Twitter And Christian Mingle, whatever and that Christian
0: is Christian Mingle if you want to find him yeah. I think
1: that's like Tinder
0: It's a sex site for Christians uh, yeah. For dirty, filthy Christians that just want to bang each other Yeah,
1: but you have to wait till you get married first
0: just fucking a church. <laughs> That's so blasphemous. Sexy Christians. Shut up, sexy, you're going to go devil. Sexy Christians.
1: <laughs> That's the name of my website.
0: Is it?
1: Yeah, it's doing really well.
0: But it's just a collection of people whose first name is Christian.
1: <laughs> These are my sexiest
2: Christians.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, he starts with, Morning, gents. I'm quite ashamed to admit I only found your show a few months ago, but it's quickly reserved its spot in the gym slash travelling to work listening rather than the this-will-help-me-get-to-sleep subcategory.
0: Can you imagine if people actually went to sleep listening to this? The shit they would subconsciously absorb.
1: (laughs) I thought I'd chip in with a couple of questions that I found myself thinking about while listening to gaming podcasts recently. First off, No Man's Sky. As far as I'm concerned, it's already pretty much assured 8 out of 10 plus scores... Um, based on the frankly staggering scale of its procedural generation and their borderline insane ambition. I'm really stoked for it, but I've firmly tempered my expectations as I can't see how or what they could possibly add at this point, which will live up to the colossal expectations. My question is this. What kind of thing, or lack of thing, would you have to come across an hour or maybe a few hours into playing that would really disappoint you? Uh, my main worry is that it'll, it'll just end up being a by-the-numbers-craft-him-up with little changing in the actual gameplay from start to finish other than the colour palettes and the damage-slash-health numbers getting bigger. That's mm. exactly what I fear. And I've actually been watching some some sort of videos that have been posted up online recently about No Man's Sky. Yeah. Um, Because I still didn't really know what the game was going to be like until last week when I started watching these videos. And it's... I know people are excited, but for me, it's far worse than I could ever have imagined. I know that's a horrible... That's just a a typical Scornton approach to this game.
0: I'm not even going to respond to that. But
1: I just don't see any attraction in either buying things in a big trading outpost and selling it for more money. To me, that is just boring. Um, If I want to do that, I'll go on eBay and make actual money. Or (laughs) two... Or two... Farming for resources. Yeah, that was literally the worst thing about Mass Effect Two. I do not want to do a game about that.
0: To be fair, Mass Effect Two was uh, it was just a case of clicking on a on a rock on a, on, a, on a sphere. But so there is there. So you just have to walk. I around. know, I know, and I, know. I I understand why people are excited. It's it's oh, same, got huge same. potential, and and it looks very exciting and very interesting. But I would be extremely irritated if they just straight out of the box said, "Well." There's only maybe three or four things you can actually do in this game. Here's an introduction to those three or four things. Now go and do them infinitely in this procedurally generated universe. That's what it's going to be, isn't it? But what do I do? Why? Why? Are you saying that's what you don't want it to be? Yeah.
1: Okay, because I think that's basically nailed on what it's going to be.
0: Yeah. How can you come across
1: something new when it's all procedurally generated? That doesn't make sense.
0: They're going to give you all the tools. That's what I don't want them to do: is give you all the tools immediately, and and then just say, "Right, see you." Yeah. See you. See you at the credits. Like, well, how the fuck do I get to the credits? I know you meant to be getting to the center of the universe. We've talked about it before. What you're actually meant to be doing, but it's the journey to the center of the universe—if that's not an interesting one—people aren't going to get there, and people are going to, you know, give yeah. up before then. I'm intrigued to see how it will do. I agree. Uh, that it 'll probably end up with sort of sevens, 8s out of tens, I think, yeah, and some people that will that just nothing some people just blow their load and be bought way into the hype, and regardless of what it 's like they'll be like, they 'll just think, oh it 's the game that i 've wanted for ages, and now i 'm playing it, and they'll they 'll give it a really good score because of that, Sites do that all the time, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. When it's a big enough game, they're like, "Oh, this this game that I've been looking forward to is finally here." And yes, perhaps right. actually, would that's what I was going to say? Perhaps actually, that's part of the genius of announcing these games so early is people get so excited about them. As long as their story of development isn't a horror shit show like The Last Guardian of just being delayed over and over again, by the time they come out, people are so hyped to play them that they're willing to overlook some of the, yeah, you know, more glaring issues. I find that basically
1: any review that comes from a big website that meets an embargo, I I basically write them all off. They're just nonsense. They barely play the game. You know, I, I far prefer... There's a really good video reviewer on YouTube called GG Man Lives, and he reviews games that are old and new, so he just did Bioshock Infinite recently, and Bioshock 1 and 2. And, you know, you, he, you, you compare what he says about games to what was said when the game first came out, and it's just so much more accurate, and you think, did the other people bother to even play it or do they just review it on reputation you know do they have the review half written so that they just need to check that it's passable and then just put the review out um
0: it it depends it depends what he's saying because obviously he's had a lot longer to to play and that is part of the problem is that these guys are working to an embargo sometimes they'll only get the game maybe a few days before it has to release Mm -hmm. and i've been in that situation but I like to think that I've you know, played the whole thing through and formed an opinion before I actually write a review. Um, so I, I think it would... I, I understand where you're coming from. I think it would yeah. be insane to suggest that these people are writing shite reviews and then just hoping that oh, yeah. it sort of applies. No, on
1: purpose. I think here's here's maybe what more is going on. Maybe the reviews, they have to meet an embargo, so they have to put the whole thing in like two days. And by the end of that two days, they can't tell if some things they don't like because it's bad. Or they just don't like it because they've done nothing but that for two days.
0: It's not an ideal yeah. way to do it at all. And, you know, they, they really don't have much of a choice in that because, A, it's their job, and, B, if they don't do it, someone else is going to. Uh, they need that website traffic. You know, if IGN doesn't put out a review for MGS5 on day one and GameSpot does, people are going to go to GameStop yep. to look at uh, mm-hmm. GameSpot, GameSpot to look at the review. But that's why I,
1: I kind of don't really care what they say about those kind of games. And I look at other games like... Um, Alien Isolation when that came out and mm-hmm. it was a really pretty decent game you know it shouldn't have got any less than any 7 because 7 is just is a good game it yeah. should never have got less than that you know it got like 6s and 5s and Medal of Honor Warfighter the same it's just a run of the mill shooter it shouldn't be getting less than a 5 at the minimum cause it doesn't do anything wrong
0: yeah when reviewers go into, the, into business for themselves and, yeah. and decide hey I'm gonna I'm gonna make an example out of this game so that people will talk about it more talk about my review, talk about me, then that, that's fucked up. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily what's happened with some of these reviews, but everybody's different. And while in some regard you can't, you know, on one, on the one hand, you can't put out a blanket statement saying that all journalists are corrupt. You can also not say that all journalists are fucking angels either. Um, because some people are, are absolute twats who will do whatever it takes to, to get people to click on their review mm-hmm. over other people.
1: Yeah, um, but going back to No Man's Sky, I think you probably can predict that it's going to get good scores, but I can also predict it's not the kind of game for me. I don't like repetitive sort of micromanagement, and it's not something you can avoid in this game, because from what I've been seeing in YouTube videos, your fuel that you power your ship with and the upgrades that you'll get for your ship so that you can kill the things that you need to kill, that is all gained from either trading... Mm -hmm. Or farming minerals and all that kind of stuff. Or
0: microtransactions. Oh, yeah, probably.
1: Um, So, yeah, not for me. Would I rather play um, a two-hour, three-hour-long walking simulator? Mm. Hell, yes, I would. I don't see this whole... But you can go forever and see infinite stuff. It'll be like Borderlands, I think, where they're like, oh, you can get a gazillion guns, infinite possibilities. But by the time you've played for two hours you feel like you've seen all the weapons, apart from you can tell this one's slightly different from that one, and I think it's going to be similar to that.
0: It's like being told that you can either move into a small flat that has everything you need in, you know, two or three rooms, or you can move into a mansion that has the same amount of stuff you need but (laughs) it's spread out between, like, 70 rooms.
1: Yeah. Uh
0: It's just, you know, some people prefer the latter. That's fine. But you and I, I think, would both prefer it to be convenient. Yeah,
1: but we'll see when it comes out. But just don't expect us... I mean, I'm not going to play it. I don't know if Ben will. Don't expect me to have some kind of unbiased opinion about it because it's not my kind of game. I'm not going to weigh in and have an opinion on it because I'm not going to play it.
0: I will be unbiased, but it's the kind of of game that I should like. But the more I've seen of it, the less I care, which is a real shame. So when you guys do get it, when you get it, uh, John, let us know how you find it because you're the kind of people that we'll be going to to determine whether or not it's worth our time
1: Mm -hmm. second question from John Keniston here um, is about PSVR Mm. and he says I've got a pre-order in as we speak and I'm almost certainly going to end up with the new shiny shiny in October unless something comes out to really change my mind with it being VR and hard to show on stage or in video do you think Sony should have made a bigger effort to get undecided customers to buy into it I've no idea what they could do other than maybe stick demo units out uh, all over the UK as is currently beginning in the US. Having never seen or used one in person, I'm getting a little worried that I'm going to end up paying through the arse for this generation's Connect. <laughs> Cheers for the great show and keep wiping towards the plumps.
0: Yeah, boy. Don't encourage them, John. Thanks, John. Um, Can I start here, Simon? Yeah, go for it. Uh, firstly, PSVR has already sold out pre-orders everywhere. Yeah. So it's, it's no concern about that. Secondly, it's it's a peripheral for an existing console. So that would be very difficult to market to people who aren't totally sold on VR anyway. But I agree in principle that they should be touring around or have display units in game you know, shops and yeah. things like that so people can play it. But average Joe, consumer, who doesn't have a PS4, is not going to drop 700 quid on a PS4 and a VR. Well, and people who do have a PS4... There's advertising on the, you know, on the PlayStation Store and stuff. They probably know it exists.
1: No, but that's not what he's he's not saying that people don't know it exists. I think no, he's saying yeah, undecided. Yeah, yeah, so he's talking yeah. about the the PS4 audience of gamers who aren't decided whether to get it or not. Hmm. And the PS4 is a massive thing, so there will be that audience. I think though that they shouldn't. They're probably not worried because it is sold out. Um, and I think that as they start to move into the sort of second generation of production. Um, batches yep. we'll start to see more and more on show at sort of game stores and that kind of stuff yeah and um, they're probably just trying to get the current shipment out to people that pre-ordered it because it's been a huge demand for it mm-hmm. um, and i think that it'll be sort of like the wii as well once it's out i think that because it's so different i think we'll see it on the news Um i think we will yes. see it in game stores and i think that going to your friend's house has got it will be the thing that sells it to people it'll be like the wii where I think Go it'll be the,
0: the thing it. that everyone has
1: to have. Yeah, that new thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, and and I am very optimistic for this because unlike Connect, this has sold out in a lot of places and no one was really queuing up for a Connect, were they? Just like no one was really queuing up for a move. Yep. Um And the fact that it's done so well before it's even been released has got to be a huge shot in the arm for... or just, just a wake-up call, really, to any developers and publishers who who aren't getting on board with vr and saying this is potentially going to be really massive and we should make games for this yeah so i i think you may it may be a slow first year but your investment will pay off there's going to be some exciting stuff down the line I, i believe that
1: yeah i've um i'm not getting it because the only thing that really kind of catches my eye for it at the moment is the um the new resident evil game which I I don't think I'll be brave enough to play in in VR anyway. And we've already
0: discussed you can play that in mine anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah, true. Um, But I did see on the store, it just came out this week, um, probably last week when you're listening to this, a sort of space game where you're kind of floating around a space station after a disaster has happened. Okay. And the the, the, the down points in the reviews that I've seen is that it's the same thing. There's not much more to it other than the way that it looks and floating around in space. But that is going to be VR compatible, and that's right. a, a good example of what I think will be a good VR game. Is here's something you're never going to do in your lifetime. You're never going to go to space and see planet Earth from a space station. You're never going to float around in zero G. Mm-hmm. Do it in VR. That's for me. That's some, an exciting prospect for it. Yeah. So hopefully those, we'll see more kind of stuff like that.
0: I was kind of bashing those ex- the experience side of things that mm-hmm. that VR was going to offer. And I still think they definitely have a place. Like, for example, that. You would never experience that. And I'd love to strap on a VR and try that. What I'm concerned about is when it comes to launch, we've got, oh, there are over 60, 70 games in development. And like 50 of those are going to be an hour long advertising something else. (laughs) Like the Batman experience, for example. The Star Wars experience. Which will be exciting to play. Excuse me. But I don't want to pay £15 for them. I don't want that.
1: Even if if i was confident that from because walking simulators seem to be a thing that's here to stay mm. um if every future walking simulator game had vr support that would be good because looking back on all the ones i've played um soma firewatch everything's gone to fuck they'd all be good vr games
0: yeah so, i wouldn't want to play most of those in <laughs> in first person to be honest
1: why not you
0: scary. scary? And- all oh, right. Like, it was atmospheric enough, and in every, in everything's gone to fuck. Like I didn't like going into the houses.
2: Yeah, because I mean, it, so it? Yeah. Yeah, it was so horrible.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh god, terrifying. <laughs> uh, but there we go. Thank you very much, John. First-time writer. Appreciate it. Next up, this is Ethan, old faithful Ethan. He says <laughs> hello, Simon and Ben. So I've some random questions that I need answered. Number one, how will Ben react when he's old and alone in a retirement home? The reason I ask is because when he can no longer wipe his own ass, someone will have to do it for him. When that happens, I wonder how Ben will react when the caretaker instinctually wipes him from front to back. Well, two things, Ethan. First, I'm going to die young. And secondly, <laughs> no one will have to wipe in the future because we will become entities, brain jars, jar brains. Yeah. We won't have an arse to wipe, so... You're getting ahead of yourself there, Ethan.
1: I think um, Ben will be too busy telling his war stories of all the Platinums he's got.
0: Yeah. He's going to be
1: talking about Leisure Suit Larry.
0: Back in the console
1: wars. He won't even notice the carer's wiping his arse.
0: As soon as I mention the the Leisure Suit Larry Platinum to to my caretaker, he will put a pillow over my face (laughs) and just smother me. Probably. No no man should have to live with that torment. (laughs) Sorry, I forgot that. I've got to read the rest of the questions. Number two, who are some of your favorite film directors and why?
1: Um, I really like Martin Scorsese. Uh, why? Because he makes really good films. Um, I used to like Spielberg. I think his new stuff's not as not as good. Although I did like Bridge of Spies, that was quite good. I think that was a Spielberg okay. film. Um, Danny Ball is good. George,
0: big fan of George Lucas, you are as well.
1: Um, Danny Ball is really good. Um, I didn't like Slumdog Millionaire too much. although it was a bit melodramatic, and um, I don't see why everyone liked it so much. But his other films have been awesome. Um, I'm, who else?
0: Me, you. I'm a, you're oh, a good, good.
1: Yeah. Uh, what about you? You get any?
0: I don't. I don't really know. Like I like. I don't know. I. would be. I'd be talking up my ass if I said I knew much about directing. Um I know the films I like. I know of one director I kind of like. A couple actually. Yeah. I like James Gunn. Okay. Who did Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And uh, and and I I actually I really like Paul Feig. Who's that? Who who does and I know she's very divisive, but I I really like Melissa McCarthy and he has directed a great deal of her films. So Spy um and that's the only one I can think of right now. <laughs> but, but as a pairing, those two are really good. Don't know about that new Ghostbusters film, what they've done together, but there we go. Well, I do like Paul Fee. Yeah, the thing about the new Ghostbusters film for me is... Yeah.
1: I, I mean, people are saying it might be good. It probably is a good, competent film.
0: I've heard it's all right.
1: But the thing about the original Ghostbusters was those actors and the way that they were on camera and the, the way that they ad-libbed some of the lines... Um their relationship with each other. It's just, you can't replicate that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: you can't replicate the brilliance of that original film. And if you aren't going to be making the film better, or adding something new, which is worthwhile, don't, don't do, it, do it. And it's just, it, yeah. it just symbolises to me Hollywood's complete lack of ideas, and it's either going to be a sequel, or once the sequels are kind of run out because there's too many loopholes and plot holes, they just reboot it. I want to see new films like 10 Cloverfield Lane and Groom and all that kind of stuff.
2: mm mm-hmm.
0: I'm, I think I am going to go and see it, o- mm. only because I like Melissa McCarthy and Paul Feig, yeah. I want to just give it a go and see, see. I mean, how bad can it be? I watched that fucking the Independence Day two, whatever the. I,
1: I heard that was better than the uh, the original one.
0: Really, yeah. I haven't seen. I haven't even seen the original. I mean, the original. So, right it. Right. Well, this was just horse shit. So, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I can sit through that crap, I'm sure I can sit yeah. through whatever the hell these. These guys can throw yeah. at me, but there we go. Yeah, um, one,
1: one last director that's really good: yeah, Christopher true. Nolan. A lot of people don't oh, like yeah. his stuff. I really like all his films. Christopher
0: Dolan, Dolan, Nolan, Dolan, Dolan, Doug. Okay, the man is a meme. Sick memes, damn I'm memes. Not, not uh, question three: What films that you've watched have been the most thought-provoking, and why? Ugh,
1: um, Space Odyssey. Um, anyone that's seen it will know why. <laughs>
0: you're just wondering what it would take to join the little apes there. I want to be part of their family
1: <laughs> they're like five minutes at the start of the film <laughs> oh I don't know I haven't seen it <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah I think it's people don't make me a mental realise when they listen to this podcast but we don't read oh I don't read these questions beforehand so it's just whatever comes to the my, my the top of my head when I read yeah
0: them. and that's dangerous you yeah. don't want to give this guy time to think about anything yeah, but I think
1: Space Odyssey is a good ship Sixth Sense really
0: as in that made me what I'm getting from this question is what films made you sit there and and think afterwards and just Mm. stayed in your head for a while okay it's like what what what? Um, question four for the sake of this question let's assume the last of us sequel features Joel and
1: let it go Ethan let it fucking go
0: just let him finish yeah. (laughs) I'm curious how they would continue the game from a gameplay perspective If you two are familiar with Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, all of your armour from the previous game gets destroyed within the first hour of the sequel. This is done, I assume, to make sure the sequel has a sense of progression rather than simply storming through the game. This is all a long way of asking, should you lose all your equipment in a similar way in this hypothetical Last of Us sequel? Absolutely. It should be a new game.
1: I refuse to answer this because it's so... Oh,
0: oh, he's overflowing with scorn, look at <laughs> It's a fatal scorn slip. I just think, slip.
1: let it go. There's not going to be a sequel with Joel and Ellie, and if there is, it'll be shit. So let's just forget so about even
0: it. Even if he says, yeah, but hypothetically speaking, no, stop it! Hypothetically speaking, if they choose to have
1: both those characters at the same time playing side by side, they may as well let you have all the weapons you want because it's already crossed the point into ludicrousy so we may as well shut going. up
0: shut up there's your uh, answer Ethan I think you answered your own question there in the sense of that yeah absolutely they should because otherwise what, what's the point if you're importing a character that's got all that stuff then that'd be crazy sometimes so, like, they yeah.
1: don't sometimes they, they're like you start with everything and then after the first level they're like oh you've been swept away by a river and you've lost everything You know, sometimes <laughs> they let you start I hate that more because it's like look how much fun you could be having but not yet not yet. You'll, you'll have to earn all that soon. back. Yeah, soon. soon.
0: Yeah. soon. Yeah, we'll, Five hours we'll, we'll later. Soon. Yeah. S- same with Borderlands, the pre-sequel, um, yeah. uh, sorry, and the han- just the handsome collection in general. It gives you something like uh, 70 golden keys, which were originally extremely rare items yeah. that you couldn't find anywhere, to unlock the golden chest in a certain location in the game that gives you ridiculous loot for your level. So they give you a ton of that. They give you loads of badass points to spend, which can increase things like recoil reduction, uh, gun damage, reload speed, that kind of stuff, just for playing the other games. They just shower you with that shit. But it's not the same as obviously carrying over another character. Yeah. Uh, Finally, what caused the trophy addiction with Ben? It's almost like Walter White has hooked you on something. Thanks for the answers. Your twat, Ethan. Thanks, Ethan. I don't know, to be honest. I'd, I never really I, had, I never had a 360 at that point so I didn't really understand the allure of achievements but back then it was sort of to romanticize it a bit I didn't get my news from the internet or my reviews from the internet I always read PSM3 magazine mm. so I was waiting a month and I would I'd get sort of snippets of things that might happen at some point and I would just think about that for a month and until the next magazine came out so maybe that in part is what made me so interested in it. Uh, part of it is is being uh, just superior to Simon in every way. So oh, that's you're, a
1: big you're way ahead there. I mean you may as, as well stop I'm not character. catching up. <laughs>
0: it's, it's a big motivating factor. I didn't just want to bury him. I wanted to fire his coffin into the sun. <laughs> and I feel like I'm well on my way to doing that. Go for it. Um, I think I've fired him through our sun and he's on his way to another sun now in a different solar system. So it's going pretty well there. I don't know. I, I just really liked it. I remember the first one of the first games to have trophies was Flow, um, which was which was really hard. Oh no, it was, it was Super Stardust as well actually. Mm. On PS3, really hard trophies. Like they didn't fuck around. Pain as well. Trophies in that were absurd. But I think it was just being there when trophies were first introduced and riding that wave of oh this is cool and Mm -hmm. this is new and now my my profile on psn actually has some kind of value attached to it rather than just being a name you know because at that point i didn't have many games that i bought digitally so that might be why yeah i think i just like it
1: the platinum trophy was a stroke of genius by by sony yeah i think
0: it's xbox 360 games don't know that yeah xbox games
1: obviously achievements were way before trophies on xbox yes but the addition of that Platinum for me is like if you if, for me it's I know that your addiction is different. If I really like a game, I instantly think okay, now I need to get the platinum because then people will know that I like that game. Yeah. Um, whereas on a, on on Xbox, I don't think you'd have that same thing. Same on Steam. And um, so I think I think the platinum is what drives the addiction.
0: Yeah, because I've heard people talk about it. That have Xboxes and they have said, "Oh, I've got the full gamer score for that game." It's like it's not the same. <laughs> doesn't sound the same i wouldn't want to get the full game of scoring any game mm. but i like getting platinum trophies yeah that's nice next up Simon.
1: we have an email from luke otherwise known as flux ambassador 42 in our uh ps4 community yes and he says hello pissy potter and Scorney simon that's some hello. good good alliteration yeah i am writing in on this lovely evening to talk about a variety of things number one ps plus is a bit better i haven't played get out of hell yet but i'm in love with fury and i'm only on the third boss what is fury and why fury I looks
0: it? incredible it's on ps plus it's basically a game of boss battles mm. and it, the art style is amazing the music's really cool and you should probably play it
1: yeah i should that sounds cool yeah um, isn't it kind of damning that the minute i hear boss i think oh a game that's actually a game Most most (laughs) bot games don't have bosses anymore.
0: I hated the boss at the end of Gone Home.
1: (laughs) Was that a really difficult door to open?
0: Yes, that fucking ladder into the attic. You couldn't handle it.
1: (laughs) Number two. X-Bone now has Red Dead Redemption. Will Sony just give up on PS Now and give backwards compatibility close to how it is on Xbox?
0: I was looking at PS Now yesterday, actually. Yeah. I mean, just the most random batshit collection of games you could imagine. There's maybe four or five of Sony's top exclusive PS3 games on there. The rest is a load of random stuff. There's two episodes of Tales from the Borderlands on there, two, Two, which doesn't make any sense. I, I just don't understand it. You look at some of these games, and you know you can get a you can get a sense of how popular a game is, obviously maybe 80% more of the players who bought the game won't have done this, but the amount of star ratings a game has on the PS Store. Yeah. So if a game has like 20,000 star ratings, then you know it's a really popular game because you know hardly anyone leaves a star rating. On PS Now, most of the games don't have a star rating, and the ones that do only have four or five votes. Who's, who's using it? There's, there's a free trial. Yeah. and I like the idea in principle but there's just not enough there. I've never looked at it because my
1: internet's not been good enough I've got fairly decent internet now
0: You can load up the, the list of games the catalogue without yeah. starting it
1: So I might have a look at it, the catalogue sounds shit I mean it should have been a case of what were the biggest games on PS3 and they should have looked at um, Metacritic scores and sales figures and they should have just compiled a list of here's the 200 games that you have to have on ps3 or yeah. 100 and that should be the only ones that they put up i mean tales of borderlands look i know you're a borderlands fan but would that make your top 100 games no probably not
0: um i don't know i think it would really tales tales from the borderlands but they've it's 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 totally random there's a load of neo geo games in there which yeah.
1: who, the f- that, who and even who? okay even if tales from borderlands does make it on your list isn't yeah. that on ps4
0: it's on ps4 I so that it. shouldn't be there no, it doesn't need to be there. So Most of I think they did a deal with Telltale, so there's a load of old Telltale mm. series on there. And before The Walking Dead season one, they were crap. Yeah. All of their series were kinda crap. Yeah. Apart from maybe Sam and Max. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I think it, it, it needs it needs to be more appealing. Yeah. And I think that it will be the future. I don't I don't think they should get rid of it because look Microsoft making these games come out on Xbox. I don't know how they do it, um, technically speaking, Mm because I've not read up on it. But I know that's not the future. I know that playing your games like Netflix works is the future. So Sony definitely shouldn't stop with it.
0: Yeah, they need to. They need to work that the fuck out, though.
1: But they should be having games like Red Dead available on it, so that at least they can say, "Well, we've got it as well." If you've got, if you live in a city and you've got good internet, you can play it. Hmm.
0: I think it should be part of the, the PS Plus subscription,
1: personally. Oh, yeah, that well, that would make... Uh, well, I mean, their servers wouldn't cope with this, so...
0: True, true, but if they really want people to actually mm, use that yeah. service, and, you know, if they upped it slightly or maybe removed some of the games we get each month and stuck that in there, then that'd be great. Maybe what they're doing, because obviously they're not promoting it at all, is um, maybe they're waiting for the subscriber base to drop off to nothing, and then they can change up their model. Because if they changed it up now and said, hey, it's free for everyone, the people who paid would be royally pissed
2: off.
1: What if, you know, a few years down the line, once the service picks up, once everyone's internet picks up, hmm. Sony said, okay, we're getting rid of PS Plus games, you're not going to get any free games, instead you'll get um, three or four or five games on PS Now a month
0: as long as it had ps4 games on there
1: true yeah
0: then yeah because i mean people will always find something to complain about they'll always find something to bitch and moan about we're totally we are complete evidence of that you and i so if they do that then people will say well i can just fire up my ps3 and play these games if i want which is not what they would have been saying if it if, if that wasn't the case but uh there we go, people will complain about anything. Maybe, I don't maybe, know, it's, it's pretty fucked at the moment though. You
1: know we've said that maybe they should get rid of Vita and PS3 games on Plus. Yes. Maybe that's what they should do, is make it so you get three PlayStation 3 PS Now games a month. Yes,
0: that you can play as much as you want of for the month. Yeah,
1: and then people would then get a taste of PlayStation Now, and they might start to, the people that it works for, because if have a good internet, they might start to use it more and more, and maybe the servers will pick up.
0: When you think about it, it it's kind of completely insane that they just give you these games. And as long as you're an active member, you can play any of them from any time that you've been a member. Mm -hmm. That's kind of insane when when you think about it. Especially when you look at sort of how video rental service works or DVD rental or anything like that from, from how Blockbuster used to operate. It would make far more sense for them just to say, right, we're not giving you full games anymore. What you've got is timed access to these games on PlayStation Now.
1: Yeah. And maybe, maybe that would make, will it make so games. much more sense
0: yeah. yeah and obviously they'd have to put all games on there they wouldn't just be able to you know every game that's on the PlayStation Store should be streamable
1: yeah but in answer that's to his just... original question I think the catalogue needs to improve and I think that's the, the big problem um, yeah. am I jealous that they've got Red Dead on Xbox not really I've played it
0: yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't play it I didn't even finish it did you not? no yeah
1: um, next question Question number three holy fucking shit as I was writing this a huge leak has come out for Fallout 4's new DLC it looks insane I won't spoil it in case nobody wants spoilers but here's a link for the 77 plus pictures um, there Simon I'm sure you'll complain about something it, I looked at all those images because I'm, a, I'm quite a big Fallout 4 fan Okay. and I've been looking at all the DLC and I like the settlement building I've got nothing to complain about
0: um, yeah.
1: there's lots of new things what the pictures was was it's what the next DLC is going to be which is a DLC that allows you to build vaults. Right. Um, so I'm not sure how it's going to work, whether you can maybe put a vault access door in all your settlements you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was a mod on PC before this, before this DLC was announced, and that's what that does. It means that you can build a, a vault door, like the one you come out at the start of the game. Yeah. And then when you click on it, it kind of loads you into this empty space, which you can then build a vault in. Right. Um, so that would be really cool. It might not work like that, but that would be cool. You then just kind of put your vault together. You get lots of new um, furniture and beds and all that kind of stuff. Things that are less shit-looking because the vaults aren't shit-looking. Mm. Um, and apparently this one also lets you build experiments to experiment on your settlers, which is a cool idea. Mm. Very Fallout. Um, and yeah, the thing about this game is it, it it's... It makes me turn into a completely different person because no other game would make me excited about being able to build a barber chair. But I can now build a chair and uh, when this DLC comes out that lets my character get a haircut. And that's exciting. Holy fucking shit. That's exciting, yeah. Um, and I'm also looking forward to the one after that, which is going to be the Nuka-Cola th- uh, DLC, which I'm not sure if it's only going to be settlement building or if it's going to be sort of story mode as well.
0: Yeah, it seems to be kind of story-ish. Yeah,
1: which uh, I'm looking forward to again. I've not finished Far Harbour, though. Um, and I put that down she to the fact that. that I just don't like being in that island. I've got tired of the fog.
0: The the patched fog.
1: Um, yeah, I, I want to um, wait till mods come out and then just be like, clear weather, activate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that'd
0: be
1: nice. And he says, love the show, Luke.
0: Thanks, Luke. Thank you, Luke. Finally, it's Martin Freeman again. Actually, no, it's not. It's the Hygiene Products Customer Service email. Hmm. Dear Mr. Freeman, thank you for your email. SCA have not conducted any studies to determine whether or not there is a correct direction to use toilet tissue. We can advise that the direction of use is down to personal choice, and as such, we are unable to comment further. We hope you find this information useful. Should you have any further questions, please do not hesitate to contact us again. Yours sincerely, SCA Hygiene Products Customer Service.
1: So so they don't met I mean, is this in a reply to the email he sent to
0: Andrex? This is... He, he did come back and say that actually Andrex came back with a load of corporate BS and didn't actually give him anything tangible. So he sent it out to a couple of other places as well. Okay. To find out, but there we go, looks like uh looks like you know you can do what you want,
1: yep, you can do what you want, sorry, but I th-
0: thought this was America,
1: that's not what Andreke says,
0: andre fucking stupid dog, so well <laughs> <Or> whatever. <laughs>
1: Um, uh, basically that email just sums it up you can be wrong if you want to be <laughs> ben.
0: you can be wrong if you want to never <laughs> have I had such bitterness that there are <laughs> differing opinions and philosophies in the world um, that's
2: fine you can be wrong if you want to and before
1: we finish up on PSN Q&A, we also have an iTunes review as you yeah. know because I go on about it every week or every time we do the show iTunes <laughs> reviews really help um, and if you could take the time to, send, uh, to, to leave us one that would be awesome this one comes from Please. Bomber 333. It's a five-star review, and it says Kevin Miles, as the name of the review. So I think I have a feeling
0: him. that he's mistakenly put the title, his name, into the title of the review box. So thank you, Kevin Miles.
1: And he says one of the best podcasts uh, to listen to. Very funny and great reviews. The only downside is any game you love and think was great, they will change your mind and rip it to pieces, and most probably piss on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, most probably, not definitely. But most probably. Uh, he's probably talking about me, Scorny. I'll piss on it.
1: I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm not. I do like
0: some games. He just doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> it make him look weak. <laughs> news!
2: PSR UK News. Bringing you the latest news from across the world of PlayStation and beyond. With William McPinch and Bobbert Pignuts. This is PSR UK News.
1: Here's today's headlines. Pokemon Go is killing children everywhere. It's the worst and most dangerous thing ever. Children should play inside and never go outside. Namco Bandai Bandai Namco will be unveiling a new IP at Gamescom. Battlefront's final DLC will be Rogue One themed. Amy Hennig's Star Wars game is basically Uncharted. And there's a new PS4 controller. It's see-through like the skin of a four-month premature baby. Howdy today, I'm Willie McPinch. Namco Banzai!
2: Yes, Willie... Bandai Namco will announce a brand new intellectual property for the Western market at Gamescom 2016. It's unclear what it actually is, but hopefully it's something Souls-related. Bandai Namco have published all the games in the Souls series since Dark Souls 1, the only exception being Bloodborne.
1: The final Battlefront DLC coming out this winter will be based around the next film.
2: Yes, it will, Rogue One, the next Star Wars film, is coming out in December and the next expansion for Battlefront looks like it's going to coincide with that release. It was announced at Star Wars Celebration this weekend that Scarif, the movie's tropical location, will be used as the basis for some new... Uh,
1: Now Amy Hennig, the George Lucas sound-alike, is making a Star Wars game with Visceral
2: Games, the studio behind Dead Space. That's right, Willie. And speaking exclusively to GameSpot, (coughs) I mean us, she said that the process they've been using is really similar to what they did with Uncharted. She said it's what my writing partner Todd calls breezy urgency. It's the idea that there's sort of a swashbuckling charm to the thing. There's humour and buoyancy, but at the same time, there's stakes and jeopardy. That was this week's top stories. Now it's over to Ben and Simon to talk
1: about something. I'm William McPinch, and until next time... Anzai.
0: So there we go. News. You played any of that Pokemon Go?
1: I have not.
2: I ha- it's just, how dare you? When it
1: came out, I was driving though, and I saw people—people people that had clearly never stepped outside like this whole week—who mm. were out braving the sun. Um, yeah. Walking around. In that
0: regard, it's fantastic. People going out, meeting up with each other, mm. talking to each other. Slight rape chance, but yeah, having great fun. Yeah. Um, you played it? I, I for like half an hour. Yeah, I I downloaded it and I saw the appeal um, I waited until it was actually released legitimately in, in the on the UK iTunes store because I, I didn't care enough to want to go no. through the back methods that everyone else was using um, and it's weird I can't really describe it but I was far more content to be happy and excited for other people playing the game <laughs> so if I was next to someone who was playing it and they're like oh cool there's a I don't know, there's there's a bone there. Wicked, catch it. Oh, awesome, that's so cool. But I just can't, I can't be fucked to do it myself. I understand the appeal and um, and I could see myself getting hopelessly hooked on it. But I played it for about, yeah, as I said, about half an hour and then I thought, you know what, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole and ultimately feel like I wasted my time.
1: You mean this Diglett hole? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> um, um, and- you posted a, vid- a picture of your like leaving dinner
0: yeah, and everyone yeah, was so my, playing it. My last, um, we went out for lunch on my last day at work, and just everyone at my table was was playing Pokemon Go. I was like, "Cool, yeah, I'll see you guys later." Yeah, <laughs> that was so. No sad. one heard me, and then I went. Um, <laughs> uh, but today I went into town, got a haircut, very nice, looking Ooh, good. Thanks, yeah, Simon, sexy. for asking. Yeah, very sexy. And um, and on the way back, I was on my phone, and this kid went. But it sounds like a cliche, but this kid went past on a skateboard, and he went Pokemon Go because I was on my phone and thinking is this is this what it's come to now where I'm not even allowed to use my phone in public in case people think I'm playing Pokemon Go I have been worried though that's the default that's the yeah. default reason you'll have your phone out in public now
1: yeah I've been it's worried Pokemon that people will think I'm playing Pokemon Go
0: yeah yeah well the thing is as as I said to you earlier what the truth was actually I was checking eBay to see if my Pokemon cards had been dispatched that I'd ordered
1: yeah I mean <laughs> You've got your whole collection thing that you've you've decided to do. Oh, I've, I've finished it by the way. Um how much The
0: original 151 all all got.
1: How much um is the Game Boy Color cartridges worth? Are they worth anything?
0: Not really, no. 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 Oh, no. They're, they're, unless they're boxed. If they're boxed, they're worth a lot.
1: Um no, they're not boxed.
0: No. Didn't think so. Everyone's got like six copies of Pokémon Red lying around.
1: I've got yellow. I found blue and silver as well the other day.
0: I've got all of the Game Boy ones boxed. Boxed. Yeah. Unopened. No, fucking, of course not. No. Is but that actually with the box and the manual and stuff. Is that Oh, so how much would you get if you sold that? Uh, well, I bought them. So, you know, they they vary in price. I found Pokémon Red in a charity shop for a fiver. Okay. Um I bought Gold, Silver and Crystal and Blue and uh, yellow and uh, you know i bought them over the, the course of like several months but they i can't remember exactly how much they were now not a great deal though not much sort of between 10 and 20 pounds
1: if you were going to sell your um if you were going to sell your pokemon card collection that you finished now of the yeah. originals how much would the whole thing get if you sold it as a oneer
0: i don't know only because it's a bit complicated because the cards the original set base 1 is what they were called mm-hmm. They only released 70 of the Pokemon cards. There were only 70 Pokemon you could get, or thereabouts. And then the rest were made up with the Fossil and the Jungle decks, which came out, which had a little fossil and a little mm, I uh, seem to plant symbol jungle. in the, in the corner remember. of the card. Yeah. And then they did Base 2, which was a reprint of Base 1, so they just basically reissued them. So they're identical, apart from the fact they have a small 2 in the corner. So some my cards are a bit of a mixture. Like I didn't go pure down any route because it would just cost a fortune if yeah. i wanted originals of everything they were still from you know pre the year 2000 so to yeah. me they're still
1: valuable. i mean it's still the same era of cards in it i mean it's still the exactly. same collection. they're
0: just reissues yeah. um some of them so i the honest answer is i don't know but i think you people are selling full sets for like 250 quid and stuff
1: so are you gonna hope that maybe by the time you're 50 odd you can sell that for a lot
0: well, we've already discussed this. I'm going to die young. That's my age.
1: 50 isn't that old, is it? 50's not old.
0: Mate, you're going to come to my 30th birthday party, right?
1: Um, probably not.
0: That's when I'm going to die.
1: I might be playing Pokemon Go with other people from your work.
0: I <laughs> hope you walk into traffic. <laughs> uh, no, honest answer is I don't know. I don't collect this stuff because I think, oh, down the line I'm going to sell this and make loads of money. It's just because I'm a bit of a golem and I like to own things, you know? I like to buy things that make me happy. And I don't buy shoes or or clothes or expensive watches. I would like to buy nerdy shit that I can hide away forever. Yeah. But there we go. Your future that. wife
1: is going to um be in for a treat. Oh yeah. She'll be yeah, like sure. hiding all your shit, bending it when you're not looking.
0: That's why I need to need to wife me someone who will tolerate that.
1: Good luck.
2: So <laughs> <Thank you>. cute. <laughs>
0: um what was, what was the news? Were you thinking um, of buying
1: her from Vietnam or Thailand?
0: Uh, I was going to Russia actually. All thinking. right, cool. Yeah. Cheaper flight. It's no rush. End of the that show? It's a joke. No, well, we we didn't talk about the news at all. Well, but we can not much talk it. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just go. <laughs>
2: Bye. <laughs> oh, hello. Didn't hear you come in. I'm esteemed voice actor Richard McGonagle, and what I find goes best with a glass of brandy, an open fireplace, and my best smoking jacket and slippers is a good episode of PlayStation Radio UK. You know you want to be like me,
1: so
0: go on.
2: Get listening.
0: End of the show. End, End of the, the show. show. End of the show. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, the last episode of Until Dawn is out.
2: Ooh.
0: And um, the next series will be Ghost... Bumps? Goosebumps. I I always get it mixed up with Ghostbusters. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Um, So at some point I'm going to make a little intro video for that, something very simple, and then I believe Ben is going to edit this series, Video Imposter Ben, because it should be relatively straightforward to put together. Um, I am going on holiday next weekend, and then I'm moving into my new flat. So probably the next podcast will be when I'm in my new place. So it won't be for a couple of weeks. Mm. I know. So hopefully you can survive. We had a few people reach out on Twitter and say, "Uh, you said the podcast would be out on Sunday. This is obviously, it's not how you sound at all. You said it'd be ours You said you'd be recording on Sunday. Come on guys. Come on. Um, <laughs> we didn't do yesterday because you, you had stuff going on. Um, and uh, and I had stuff yeah, going on. Yeah. And uh, as is always the case. So we're going to try and do, it um, this will be the only podcast for July. So oh, I fuck. hope you, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, and if you want to complain about how irregular things are, then um, and it will fall up upon deaf ears. Simon will tell you how to do that.
1: Yes, you can email us with all your hate,
0: or you can go uh, fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> uh, fish and chips at PlayStationRadio.co.uk. Ooh, we also have a uh. Facebook, which is forward slash PlayStationRadioUK. A Twitter, which is at PS Radio UK. A YouTube, which is forward slash PlayStationRadioUK, and you can find all that. On our website, which is www Can you guess what it is? Uk. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and check out our PS4 Caminata. Caminata. Yeah.
0: We're all in there. Some people asking about that... Um, I think about that Fallout 4 trophy, right? The settlement one?
1: Oh, yeah. By the way, you, it's going to be much easier for me to get it. Unless unless yeah. i fucked up the... Um, you know when the DLC came out where you can get cages and capture animals? Yeah. Um... If you did the right ending, I think you have to destroy the Institute. hmm You can then... And you can't kill any of the gorillas, I don't think, when you're in there. You can then, ca- you can then like, capture gorillas and have them as pets. They provide... I think it's ten defence. They kind of just, like, walk around the perimeter of your... of your settlement. Right. And they provide ten happiness as well.
0: Wait, happiness is actually a tangible quantity now? I
1: think only with those gorillas... So if you've oh, wow. if you're stuck and you can't get close and you've got that DLC, um, there we go. And you can get the gorillas. Give that a shot. Give yourself like four of them. that will boost your well, defense and your happiness.
0: It's a broken ass trophy anyway. so yeah, but that might a help. Definitive way to do yeah. it. But yeah, absolutely, give that a try. Anyway. give that a try. Yeah. Are we all done? I think so. Perfect. Thanks, buddy. I'll speak to you um, never. Hope you do Bye. And well, thanks for listening, everyone. Love you Bye. bye. <laughs>
2: You've been listening to the PlayStation Radio UK podcast. To find out more, go to www.playstationradio.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at PSRadioUK. So, if you've never played a computer game, don't dismiss them. There are games for all mentalities. It's just that the good games are hidden behind a mass of cr-